Mia, Costco, I've known you for quite a while now, and I've been astounded by your, gosh, biohacking, your psychedelic leadership, um, your ability to build relationships, your awesome birthday planning abilities, and why don't why don't you explain a little bit about what you love to facilitate? I know you have the psychedelic salons. You got a lot going on. You just came back from Paris too, but but share with us some of your experience in facilitation and events. <laughs> I just music playing in my head whenever I talk. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So. A lot of my passion comes from my work to talk about psychedelics as medicine. So advocating for psychedelics, not as drugs, not as recreational party substances, though that's okay, because as long as the use is intentional, we can all benefit from, from these incredible substances. And um, basically started co-founding the UBC Psychedelic Society back in 2016 graduated with my degree in psychology, missed the club environment and community so much that I realized that community was the medicine there. So I started Psychedelic Salons eventually, which has been wildly successful, merging um, my network of financiers with my network of like crazy, awesome, psychedelic hippies, shamans, healers, artists, musicians, and, um, and, and the financiers supporting the artists and creating more psychedelic movement and abundance worldwide. So there's that. Um, but you know, because I haven't always been as ready to talk about that to people, yeah. I've also owned a branding agency and done a lot of marketing work in my life. So marketing and beautifying things is my natural gift. Um, mm. leadership and space holding are acquired gifts. <laughs> I love it, yeah. I've always struggled with aesthetics and um, the reality is if we really want to change behavior and we really want to get people's attention and um, shift mainstream norms, we really need to focus on branding and aesthetics. And that's one thing you've taught me. The other thing that I love about what you said is, I, you know, what, what you've done is with psychedelic salons, you focused on events as a means to build community, not events as the model itself. And this is something that I've woken up to during COVID is the reality that I was planning events and not building community for like, five years, like all my life. And so uh, I love that you've kind of, you've used events to build like a community around these new medicines, which are going to transform the ph pharmaceutical industry. And everyone knows I'm a pharmacology grad. So, you know, <laughs> you're don't. not the enemy though. I would, so we're going to go into our little quick round and I'd love for you to share with us, we're all, we're all joy facilitators here, what is a tool or piece of advice that you have for facilitating that, that joy and belonging in, in your events and experiences and, and groups? Ooh, damn, I love, I love the heat of these questions. You go right to the source, you always have to <laughs> use. Um, I would definitely say I'm a big fan of check-ins. So we learned this at Sage Natural Wellness, which was my last corporate job I ever had before, 
before COVID hit. This was like in 2019. Um, and we learned how to properly check in with each other. So a check-in is much more than like, what are the KPIs, Bill? It's doing great, Mark. It's like, the check-in is like, how are you feeling today? Like, scale of one to 10, where are you at? Um, what are you celebrating today? Like something you're grateful for? Was it like, you know, paying off your parking ticket or was it like genuinely the sales that you did this morning or whatever? Um, so that was really awesome. And um, my boyfriend, Luke, and I just came back from a Vipassana, which was the first time we've ever done a Vipassana. And it was like, oh my God, it was so... It was kind of difficult. But so for, for context, your dark retreat has. Yeah, for um, context, everyone, this is like the international. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. We're good. We're good. Um, Vipassana is an international silent meditation retreat movement. Oh, no. My internet connection. That's okay. I can still hear you. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Awesome. So um, you, you came back from the Vipassana retreat. And it was a difficult experience. Yeah. Was there anything you learn about facilitating groups at Vipassana? Yeah. Very much so. Yes. Like you can lead a company for 12 years, but if you can't sit by yourself in a room and just breathe for an hour and like, just like non-reactively observe pleasant and unpleasant sensations, bro, like what are you doing? So, <laughs> so meditation teaches you a lot. And, you know, as someone who might be seen as a psychedelic queen in many ways, I don't just advocate for more substances, more psychedelics. Mm. I also advocate for being able to have less, less and less and less. So you don't need the aura ring. I'm not even wearing mine right now, it's charging. Um, you don't need, you know, the Kangen water filter. You don't need yeah. that. It's nice, but you really don't. Um, mm. And people can sit and meditate, you know? Yeah, and, I love so, that. So I, I love that. And, and what I want to echo is when we slow down and when we really ask each other, hey, how are you feeling right now, really? and we just slow down, I feel like checking in is slowing down and it's about monitoring our bodies and coming into presence with our bodies and just like accepting non-reactively where our body is at. And so I, I love all that. Now, you know, I've, I've really been inspired by your relationship building. So share with us a tool or a piece of advice you have for kind of unlocking more of that joy and excitement in your relationships. Yeah, for sure. I would say that relationship building is the key to business building, to kind of building a beautiful life. So looking at your relationships as not like quick wins, like, oh, I sent this DM, that's a relationship. It's like, no, like, like everyone knows this, but a few of us um, really tune into this when we're thinking about number crunching is that relationships are like a garden. They take times of sun and rain and storms and then, you know, clear skies and it takes time and energy and effort and patience. And it's beautiful. Like there have been friends I've been with for five years and suddenly they're like, I want to work with you. And I'm like, whoa, like I really did not expect that. And like, interesting. And then there are some friends who, you know, I've met in a day and they're like, I want you to come to my wedding. And I'm like, okay, mm. like, sure, I guess. Or maybe I have to take a step back. Um, but regardless, like what I've learned, number one is as a mantra in relationships. And, and that is like, 
the important thing is that whatever you want with somebody, you know, if you really, really want it, you know, make it known, say it to yourself, journal it, whatever you got to do, and then literally lose attachment to that thing. And you will be shocked at how quickly that might happen in your life if you lose attachment to it. Mm, yeah. And, and the difference there is, is need versus want. And, and I, you know, it's also related to desire and desire was a big theme in the Vipassana retreat, right? Like there's, there's a difference between having a, a, a desire versus having a craving. Um, yeah, I love that so much. Now you're a biohacker. I remember when I was back in Canada, you were thinking of starting a women's biohacking group that I would totally somehow try to be a part of. <laughs> um, I'm, <laughs> I'm really curious. So, you know, you just did Vipassana. What is, what is a tool or principle that you use to unlock joy in your, in your mind? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say, honestly, humor is number one. Yes. I was always told at an early age that, you know, the money will come and go. The st little stresses of relationships will come and go. But if you're on the same page humor-wise, you can truly laugh off anything. And this is not repressing what's really going on. This is about making light of what's going on so we can go into a state of problem solving. So we can go into a state where it's like, man, getting served these divorce papers suck. But you know what? I'm still going to make light of it. I'm still going to commit to love. <laughs> instead of like what you know the world thinks i'm gonna mm. do active and angry let's so. let's jam on this for a bit I, i'm yeah. such a big advocate for two things like laughing at uh human fallibility that i observe in others and also <laughs> laughing at my own fallibility and also like my own mind's reactivity like i'm actually the the cue for my laughter is like my mind's reactivity and like my my you know fragility as a human right but I, i'm curious like when something really does kind of hurt like uh give us some advice on how to make light of it like it's difficult <laughs> it is yeah like when somebody like points when somebody pokes a finger in the wound that you already had for maybe like 10 12 years it really hurts in the moment and you might just want to totally react. And you know what? That's totally okay. Like we will all make mistakes and lessons hopefully will be learned. Um, but when that happens, I like to remember something that we're constantly told in the Vipassana, which is this too will pass. Like this will all pass and it's totally okay. Cause like, we don't know if there's something better that's going to happen. But the thing is, if we resist faith, we just make it harder on ourselves. So it, it's really important to just remember that, um, you know, yeah, after, after rain comes sun and uh, try to learn to enjoy the rain, like mm. see, the, see the upside or yeah. just like, okay, if it's just downside. <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. What I'm hearing is reminding ourselves of the insignificance of a lot of our problems in the long run. And I'm also, I just also had a vision of my darkness retreat and I was worrying about all these things so insanely um, and it was it was quite like looking back on it it's very funny because it just doesn't make 
sense to like these these problems I had, like some of these relationships, financial issues, like it's it's just like so often we're worrying or we're getting serious about something that we actually cannot solve or cannot work on in the here and now. And uh, so I, I think that like acknowledging those two things, like, well, so much of this is not going to matter in like 10 minutes. And this doesn't matter right now because I can't actually deal with this right now. So like, why bother, you know? So, okay, we're going to move on to Zbody. So what is a tool, biohack, piece of advice you have for really kind of getting that joy into your body? Mm, I like that. Well, um, as you know, Luke and I do a lot of YouTubing. So we are on YouTube all the time learning, but also filming and creating content for YouTube. And there are some days where I'm sure you've experienced this, where sometimes you want to show up for an event or you want to show up online. You want to show up for your people. And sometimes you're just like, for some reason, I am not in the freaking mood. And I really wish I was because I was having a great day. Um, and so sometimes you got to activate that through the body, the body will talk that your energy will speak before you do. So sometimes what, you know, I command Luke and I to do is I'm like, okay, two minute dance party, put on a song. Like Luke was, was a DJ for like 10 years. So like put on a song, let's jam out. Um, and you know, sometimes it takes a bit, you know, it's kind of like, when you're having intimate moments with somebody, sometimes it takes a bit and that's okay. Um, it's just like being patient with yourself. Um, but yeah, like spontaneous dance parties, like to yourself, like with someone, even with other people, like enrolling other people in that, like you do so well all the time with complete strangers <laughs> um, is, is the key. So honestly, you, you know way more about that than I do, but um, we all do those little, little things to perk us up. <laughs> mm, I love this. And I, I'm just, I'm just thinking about blood flow and just like warming up, but but then there's also like just music, like the the connection between music and our our memory, right? Like music, we can bring out these amazing memories through music, and then we can just feel so much better. Um, and of course, like I I always caution people, you know, sometimes we feel like shit. And, you know, an intervention is going to last like 15 minutes and it's only going to last 15 minutes because, you know, in this hyper fast paced world, we don't sleep enough. We eat processed food. And so it's like there's a root problem here. But like for like short duration, like dance parties, like do some do some workouts, give someone a hug, like all these little warm up exercises I love so much now. Final question is related to uh, life advice. So what is the best life advice you've given or received in your lifetime? Go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in some ways it's so relative. Like, yeah. just keeping this with the great solve you work for everyone even if you are also a 26 year old female in Canada or whatever um is that I would say honestly like I've worked in both hard reductive materialism and I've spent a significant amount of time in spiritual woo-woo airy fairyland and I would say honestly the best advice I ever got was how to combine the two, you know, be a scientist of your play, you know, be someone that can integrate both the spiritual and the material, because um, 
honestly, like the more you just open to more and more perspectives, you'll be able to have, you'll be able to just like age like a fine wine in your knowledge and not feel narrow minded when it comes to opposing perspectives, um, alternative viewpoints. So wherever you come from, just, um, just be more open to other perspectives. <laughs> I don't know, it's a uh, lot. I, I love that so much. That resonates with me so much because I've struggled with being hyper intellectual and <laughs> close minded to a lot of these spiritual techniques and like these, you know, shamans, like I'm kind of skeptical of a lot of this shamanism because they don't actually know anything about human physiology. Right. Um, so I, I what's really coming to mind is this word curiosity and experimentation right? These mm -hmm. two things, we can apply it in these spiritual communities, and then we can also go look at meta-analyses on diet, right? Um, yeah, you know, I remember, I remember being at your birthday party, and we did an appreciation circle where each person shared something that they admire about you, and I remember saying something along the lines of, you're intellectual and you're spiritual. You're spiritually and intellectually grounded. And like, I, I, it's so funny that you're offering me this, this advice because that's what I said at your little picnic in the park before we went on that crazy RV journey. Um, so I continue to admire that about you. I'm so happy we're friends and you will be the first to know when I return to Vancouver. Is there anything else you want to share with uh, the Joy Lab people? <laughs> um, I guess the only thing I'd want, really want to say is if anybody has any questions about psychedelics as medicine, whether you've had a bad trip, you've never had a trip, you're looking to integrate a crazy trip you just had, um, uh, reach out to me. I would be happy to speak with you and just point you in the direction of some amazing resources because I've spent eight years in this field of psychedelics personally and professionally. And um, I just, I, I love helping people out who are trying to integrate psychedelic experiences and just life. <laughs> so there you go. Yes. Okay. Everybody check that out. Me at Costco on Instagram. Click on the link there. Ciao!